I'm Callie Lampy, and you are listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast, where my daddy shares a daily gift with you from the ocean. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. I am your host, Ryan P. Lampy, and I can't get my damn smile off my face because I've literally just come up with this lesson one minute ago, and I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's just good. It's cracking me up. And so today's lesson is my long, curly hair. Today's surfing lesson is my long, curly hair. Take that one. <laughs> so my whole life, well, let me first... Let me just bring you back to the place why I even thought about my hair. So I'm surfing with long hair now. I've never had long hair in my life. And until now, like every time I've been in the ocean or been in a swimming pool or been in the water, free diving, surfing, anything, I've never had long hair. So I don't, I don't know what it's like. I've never had hair over a couple inches. So I don't even know what it's like for it to get into my eyes and cover up my vision and, all, and just get in my way. Like literally now it's like, it feels like it suffocates me in the water. Sometimes my hair tie will, the, the waves will take it out crazy. And, uh, and then my, my hair is all loose and it'll like come up out of a wave and it'll like, I feel like it's suffocating me. I can't breathe. I'm trying to breathe in and my hair is covering my mouth and my face. And <laughs> so it gets me even more out of my comfort zone. But just thinking about that, there's a huge lesson there also. But first, let me just take you back to this place. <laughs> I still can't stop smiling. I had no clue I had curly hair. So I'm half Vietnamese and I'm half Dutch. My mom has thick, straight hair. Like super thick, super straight. Does not Like you couldn't get that stuff to curl or even hardly bend when you try to make it to. <laughs> like it, it, it's straight as can be. And my dad just has normal hair like... I've never seen his hair wavy even. It's just like it has a couple little duck curls at the back of it. And it has a cowlick in the front. But his hair is pretty straight. And my whole life, I have always had short hair. Like my mom used to cut my hair with scissors when I was really, really young. Like five, six, seven years old. With scissors, like that was inch and a half, two inches long. And sometimes it would grow out. And <clears throat> Excuse me. She would call me a chia pet. People would call me a chia pet. Because when my hair grew out to like two and a half plus inches, three inches maybe at the most, like it would just go straight out and just super poofy, fine, thin hair. I was just poofy, like a chia pet. And then after like, let me see, eight years old was when I started shaving my head. Eight years old, because my mom would cut with scissors before that and it would be all choppy. It was like a chia pet, like just like got messed up lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I started shaving my head. Someone buzzed my hair. It took them like not even five minutes, and my hair was all perfectly even. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And it was pretty cheap, so my parents got me into that. And then, you know, once I got into middle school, I started shaving my own head like once a week. Like, I was really particular about it, too. I'd shave my head every single week, quarter inch. And then I got in the military. I shaved my head bald, and then I let it grow out a little bit more. And then I did a little bit of a high top fade with a couple inches on top and shaving the side. And I did all kinds of stuff like that. But my hair was never more than a couple inches. Like, I think when I got married 12 years ago, it was at its longest. And I think the hair on top was three inches temporarily. It was just the hair on top. So it's always been short, never enough to reach my eyes, that's for sure. 
And it's always been straight. It's always looked completely straight. Poofy, thin, straight hair. And then a couple years ago, I don't even know how long has it been. I guess a year and a half, two years ago now. I decided to grow my hair out. I didn't know what I was doing. So I started getting longer. I got three inches, four inches, five inches. Started getting some shagginess. And then it started getting curly. And I get in the ocean. In the ocean, the salt and everything would even make it more curly. And now my hair is long. Like I think my hair is kind of curly. It stays up higher. But like if I pull it down, it stretches out to like below my nipples. Like it's, my hair is fucking long. And I just, I never imagined, I never imagined I would ever have long hair. But what's crazy is I didn't even know that I had curly hair. Not only did I not know that I had curly hair, like I was 100% legit in my belief that I had poofy, straight as can be hair. Like there's no like I there's no doubt about it. Like I knew that my hair was perfectly just poofy straight. And that's that's one of the reasons why I never grew it out. Cause I was like, I don't want to like that's just annoying. Like it would get like three inches long and it just it was all poofy and straight and it was just it was annoying. I had to put like some like a lot of product in it because it was so poofy. And I had no clue. So here's the thing, here's what's crazy. I had no clue. Oh man. There's what we know. There's what we don't know. And there there's then there's this third thing. Is I don't know that I don't know. And this is the majority of life, of all the truth and everything there is to know in this entire universe. This is the place where we often find ourselves. But we actually think that we're in, I don't know, or I do know. And the truth is that we don't even know that we don't know. It's an openness. It's a curiosity. And so here, I know that I have hair. This is where I was. I know that I have hair. I don't know what it's like to have long hair because I never had long hair. I could tell you that I don't know that. But I got stuck. That was as far as I went because Beyond that, there was there was no I don't know that I don't know. I had no humility in me. I was certain. I was I know that I have hair. I don't know what it's like to have long hair, and I know again that my hair is long. I mean, not long. It's straight, fine and straight and poofy. I know that my hair is long and straight and poofy, or just straight and poofy. And that's where I. I mean, it's not a big thing in life that my hair. I say that's where I fucked myself over, but it's not that big of a deal. It's just hair. But across the rest of my life, those are really big deals. So here's the thing: I didn't, I didn't even know that I had curly hair. I know that I had hair. I don't know what it's like to have long hair. But the truth was, was that I didn't, I didn't even know that I didn't know that I had curly hair. For over 30 years of my life. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Man. That is a, a crazy thing. So I want to take you back to a story. So that's just my hair. That's not a big deal, right? It can be a big deal when I'm in the ocean. I feel like I'm drowning. When it's big waves and I lose my hair tie. And every time I come up out of the water, literally my hair is in my face. going. I feel like it's going down my throat. It's not. It's like covering my mouth. But I feel like when I breathe in, it's going down my throat. Like it feels like... Like I'm being waterboarded. It's a crazy feeling. But besides that, it's not that big of a deal. 
it's pretty cool that I have curly hair. I'm growing it out. I'm having fun with it. But this is where it gets bigger. You take that principle, that lesson that I don't know that I don't know. And I look into my actual, like my, my life holistically. I want to share a story with you. I'm going to try to keep this brief. It can be a really long story. But um, basically, beginning of 2018, I was in this training. I think there was about 12 people, 12 people and my coach and and me. And and a part of, I call it the game, just for, just to call it this game, <laughs> make it sound simple for you. And um, I'm trying to make this real easily comprehensible and digestible for you. So let's say in this game, there's rules. And I didn't go by the rules. Basically, the rule was if your buddy leaves, you leave also. This is a train. People are paying. Like, it's crazy. Like, I had a, it was a huge sacrifice for me to be at this training. Lots of investment into it. I did not want to leave this training. And the rule was you take care of your buddy. It can get hard. It's emotional intelligence, leadership training. It goes deep into your fucking soul. It is crazy. Nothing but tears and and love and passion and connection. All kinds of mind-blowing stuff as we go into this world of I don't know that I don't know. And, well, my buddy took off the first day. It's a four-day training. My buddy took off the first day. Oh, I mean, after the first day. So the second morning. And I, I mean, I did everything to track him down, to find him. He just had a really rough day. He didn't want to deal with the stuff that he was doing with in life. He wanted just to sweep it under the carpet, sweep it under the rug. He didn't want to expose it. He didn't want to connect with everybody. He didn't want to be himself. He wanted to keep his facade up, his front up. And I get it. I've been there. He was a perfect mirror for me. This badass street fighting dude. Yeah. So he didn't show up the second day. And for... Uh, it was like seven hours or more. I spent tracking this guy down. Supposedly he was, uh, his dad got in an accident and that was the excuse. His dad got in a car accident. I don't know where it was. Word was through his friends that he was on the road to San Diego. And we were in Orange County. So I literally called every single hospital in San Diego on hold forever. Different hospitals. I call hospitals in Orange County. I go to the police departments. I do everything that I could, that I know of. I call his friends. I call everybody I could. Could not get a hold of this guy. And so as per, per the rules, I, I, can't be, I can't go back to the training unless I have my buddy. Well, I didn't have my buddy. And um, about 2 o'clock or so, 3 o'clock or whatever it was, finally I get back into the classroom. And, and, um, and they say that, or the, the coach says, the lead trainer says, you know, if I can come up with a, I'm going to share with them my experience. I share with them my revelation, what I have learned from this situation. And I will tell the class this, what I've learned. And if they agree that it is worth it, that it's powerful, that it's legit, then if everybody in the, in the whole training agrees, then I can stay. If not, and I got to go home. And this was a big deal. I'm telling you, like, I was, I was on the edge of crying. Like, I, all day long. Like, I was like, I didn't know what to do. I, 
I sacrificed so much to go to this training. And anyways, I get there in front of everybody and I, I don't say I pleaded my case. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. I shared what I learned and I felt like everyone was judging me. Lucy was there in this training also. And besides like her and one other woman there, everyone else, I felt like in the air that they were judging me. And here I am, I've been on this emotional intelligence journey, like learning emotional intelligence, studying emotional intelligence for, man, was it six years now? Seven years? A long time. It's been like something I've been extremely passionate about and I love. I feel like it's one of the foundational wisdoms of life, emotional intelligence. Excuse me. And here I am. I found myself in this place and I feel like everyone's judging me. And people that I know love me, I feel like they're judging me. I feel like I'm not good enough for them. In my mind, all I have is this excuse, this justification that I have worked my ass. I didn't even share this with them in the beginning, but I worked my ass off all day to find this dude, to hunt him down. I did the best I could. The day before, as his buddy, I did the best I could. Like I showed up more than anybody else for this guy. And all I had in my mind were all the reasons why I should be here, why I need to be here in this training, and why everybody should be on board. That, hey, my, whatever I learned, what I shared with them is good enough. Stand up, raise your hand, and agree that I get to stay in this training. And I could just feel, I was, as I was making my case and sharing with them what I learned, that everyone was judging me. I look in their eyes, I can feel, I can still, to this day, look back in that situation and feel it, the thickness in the air. It was like, I could feel it on my skin, I could feel it through my pores. I could see it in their eyes. I could just feel it. Like they were, ju- it was so heavy. I can, it is so real. I can see it right now. It was so real. It was so heavy and thick. The judgment that I wasn't good enough for them, that I wasn't enough, that I didn't do what was required, that I wasn't enough, that I was a disappointment. I can feel it. And after I made my case, everybody stood up except one person. <laughs> and this one person, like I was, I was terrified. Oh my gosh, I was terrified. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to go home. And this one person asked me, he's like, would you, if I stood up, would that be a disservice to you? Like, would I be robbing you of your gift if I stood up and let you stay here in this training? First of all, I'm going to let you know, I didn't even know this guy. Like I had just met him the day before, and I had not spent much time at, with him at all. He hadn't been my buddy. He was not part of my clo- like small group. Like I had not known this guy. And I just felt he was judging me so damn much. Like That triggered the fuck out of me. I was like, you seriously asked me that? Like I don't know if you're going to be robbing me of my gift, but dude, you have no clue who I am, how much I worked my ass off to be here, and how much I worked my ass off here. And I hadn't shared with them yet what I had done. And so I did. I shared with them like what I had done that day, driving around everywhere, making all these phone calls on hold for hours, trying to get a hold of this guy and missing out on the training. And did not face him. He didn't give a shit. I was like, you motherfucker. Like I was so, I was so triggered. I was so angry and frustrated and I was so hurt. And then, um, 
after some stuff, some more stuff happened, more conversation that the trainer led. This guy put his hand on my heart. I cried and we connected and um, and he stayed up. I stayed for the rest of the training. It was all great. But to the point of this story, I felt everyone was judging me. And not only did I feel like everyone was judging me, I felt certain that everyone was judging me. If you would have told me, hey, you are judging yourself, no one's judging you, I'd have been like, okay, that's stupid. Everyone is judging me, and I know I can give you all the fucking reasons why I am not judging myself, because I am proud of the work that I did. I worked my ass off all day yesterday and all day today for this other guy who I don't even know. I've been giving myself to this guy. I deserve to be here. I'm not judging myself. You're judging me. That's what I would have said. No, I mean, no one actually told me that. But that was what was going on inside my head. I was certain that I knew that they were judging me. And that was the end of the story. Fuck them. They don't know me. You don't fucking know me. That was what was going on. I was completely disconnected. Fast forward to the end of the day. End of the day, I'm sitting on the couch with Lucy. And we're, we're debriefing the day, huge, emotional, exhausting, draining day. And we're sharing with each other. And we get, I, I tell her, I was like, man, I can't believe, I cannot believe that people were judging me so much in there. Everyone was judging me. Like, not you, Lucy, and not this other one woman, but everybody else. I could, gosh, even my trainer, like, he was, everybody was judging me. And they didn't even know me. Like, everybody else had the perfect buddy who would stick around, who wanted to be there. And, of course, I get the buddy who fucking doesn't want to be there, who's scared. The one guy was someone paid for his fucking training. He had no commitment. <coughs> Excuse me. No, no, no commitment, nothing on the line. Someone paid thousands of dollars for him to be there. So guess what? He could walk away and it didn't really bother him. I get that motherfucker. And yet everybody judges me. You guys have no clue. I cannot believe that happened today. And Lucy looked at me sitting on the couch next to me. And she said, Ryan, what if, what if no one in that room was judging you? And bam, it, like she said that, and it hit me hard. It hit me so hard. I knew when she said that, I knew it was 100% true. Well, almost 100% true. I knew it. And I was like, dang, wow. I was the only person in that room judging me. I was the only person. I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, my reality had been shattered. The way I saw the world was shattered. Like, it was so real. I thought everyone was judging me, but I was the only person in there judging myself, and it felt like everyone was judging me. All I was doing was looking into a mirror all around me, seeing that I was judging myself. That changed my whole world, because I was like, damn, every time I'm judging Lucy, my kids, my friends, anybody, I'm just judging myself. It shattered everything. I thought I had this shit figured out, and I found out that I was not even barely scratching the surface. It was crazy. It turned my whole world upside down. It was like I just walked into Narnia. It was worse. It was crazier than that. It was it was fucking crazy. 
And when Lucy said that, though, I was like, yeah, but what about that one guy? We'll call him Charles. Make that shit up. What about Charles? That man stood up to me and asked me, questioned whether I should be here, questioned whether I learned enough from having to chase this guy down all morning. He dared question me. He doesn't know me. And Lucy, see, I didn't know the guy, but Lucy has spent a couple days solid with him. He wasn't her buddy, but they were in a tight group together, like a group of four or five or six or something like that. And they got to know each other. And Lucy told me, it's like, no. This guy, he stood up for you when no one else would. He loved you more than everybody else. He did not want to. He was scared to death. He would never. He had never done anything like that ever in his life. He's always a people pleaser. He does not want to shake anything up. Doesn't want to stir up anything. He wants to be accepted and loved, and, and he'll please you. He will not dare stand up. That was very out of his comfort zone. He did what he thought he was, was right in his heart. He was standing for you to make sure you got the most value from that training. And when she said that. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I was I was definitely 100% certain that that dude was judging me. If no one was judging me, it was definitely that guy. I thought everybody was judging me. But man, that guy for sure, he called me out. Like, fuck him. And when Lucy said that, it just everything just fell right into place. And I was like, damn, I am so harsh on myself. I beat myself up so easily. I get so disappointed in myself so easily. And then I project it onto others, thinking that others don't think I'm enough. It's Lucy's parents who don't think I'm good enough. It's Lucy who doesn't think I'm good enough. It's my kids who don't think I'm a good enough father. God who doesn't think I'm a good enough son. Good enough good enough man of God. I used to project on everybody else. And that right there put me into the world of I don't know that I don't know. So yes, revolutionary, life-changing for me. That was one big step in my life. And that was only beginning in 2018. That was only a year ago. But here's the thing. It would have never have happened if I never would have gotten out of my comfort zone. My hair, I would never have found out that I had curly hair if I would never have gotten out of my comfort zone and grew my hair out. It's really uncomfortable. I never had hair before. Growing hair out, like it gets in my eyes. There's a certain length where I can't do, like, it's like there want to be bangs. But that looks so stupid for a guy. And the, the wind would blow and it would irritate my eyes. But I would get like pink eyes sometimes. Or not pink eye, but like I look like pink eye. Because my hair would irritate my eye. Like it's very uncomfortable. I had to grow it out. I had to learn how to deal with it. And then I learned that I had curly hair. That was a shocker. A shocker. And just like this situation. If I wouldn't have gotten way out of my comfort zone. Did this training. Stood up in front of everybody. Questioned motherfuckers I thought were judging me just got out of my comfort zone I would never had my world rocked and discovered what I now know to be true which the biggest truth that I know to be true is that I don't know that I don't know I'm more open I'm more curious so that's a big story starting with my hair <laughs> But the question for you is, I can't ask you, what don't you know that you don't know? 
here I, I I could bet that you think you're certain about a lot of stuff, that you do know some stuff and that you don't know some stuff. And so I want to ask you this. Where in your life could you get yourself more so out of your comfort zone? Where in your life are you currently comfortable? You're on automatic. There's nothing new to be discovered because you don't do anything new. You don't get out of your comfort zone anymore. Where is that for you? I want to challenge you to move out of your comfort zone. Grow your fucking hair out. Whatever it is, get out of your comfort zone. Because this universe is so big. This world is so big. The human being experience is so fucking ginormous and glorious. The first day you surfed, when you stood up on a wave, probably wasn't your first day, but when you first stood up on a green wave, I can remember to this day the feeling of the energy of the ocean pushing me. I was gliding on air. It was so magical. And I had no clue. I didn't know that I didn't know. I used to watch surfers from the shoreline before I ever got in the ocean, besides for fishing. And I was like, that was, that's pretty cool. I could see myself maybe doing that, but that's ah, not a big deal. Once I stepped on a wave, oh, there was no going back. I did not know that I did not know how amazing surfing was. But guess what? I had to get way out of my comfort zone into the cold-ass ocean with big waves to figure that shit out and discover that for myself. There's so much truth for us to experience, but the only way to experience is getting out of our comfort zones. So where in your life are you comfortable? And I want to challenge you, get out of your comfort zone and explore. All right, guys. That's all I have for you. If you connected with this, if you enjoy this, then share this with one person you know and help me get this message out in front of more surfers. Also, if it really resonated with you, I would love for you to scroll down your iPhone, click review. I would love to hear what you have to say. I love you all. For more stories, more lessons, things like this, you can check me out on Facebook at Ryan P. Lampy and send any kind of comments, feedback, requests. Man, I got awesome, awesome email feedback today that um, it didn't literally bring me to my knees, but it brought my heart to my knees. Like it was, it was so good. It really touched my heart. So I love hearing your feedback. So send your feedback. You can, you can get in contact with me on Facebook Messenger or email me at ryanplampycoaching at gmail.com. And you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. I'll catch you tomorrow on the Surfing Lessons podcast. Thank you for listening to the Surfing Lessons podcast. For more Lampy craziness, find my daddy on Facebook at Ryan P. Lampy and have a powerful